Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It is 134 at Edmonton. Coming up in about seven minutes' time, we'll hear from Jake Neighbors from the uh, Edmonton uh, Oil Kings. Uh, who is a draft-eligible player for the... I'd say 25 to 45 for him in the draft. That's where he's going to go. Just over a point per game for the Oil Kings, who are in first place overall in the Western Hockey League. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, uh, it's from Phil from Grand Prairie. He says, do the Oilers play better in front of Smith as opposed to Koskinen? Smith just seems to bring a calmness to goal. It seems to me anyways to spread to the rest of the team. Even in December when he was struggling, he still had an air of calmness, a confidence that he would fight through it. I actually see the opposite. I think I think that Koskinen has the calmer personality and that Smith has more fire. Brendan, agree or disagree? Yeah, I would totally agree. It, when Mike Smith, in my opinion, looks like he's playing street hockey, that's when he's his most successful. Yeah, and he, I mean, Koskinen has got a very, they're going to need both guys. That's the one thing. Like, you know what? They ran Talbot hard, obviously 74 appearances. The year they made the playoffs in 16-17. I remember talking to Kevin Weeks about this. He's like, Stoff, I'm telling you, I'm not sure Talbot's going to be able to get back to that level again. Guess what? The next two years, he didn't get back to that level. Um, this text comes in saying, Bob, with the division up for grabs. Again, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Why wouldn't Ken Holland uh, be trying to upgrade the team sooner rather than later? If he's able to bring in another key piece, you never know what can happen in the playoffs with Connor and Leon on the team. Nobody in the division can match that. A guy the Oilers should be targeting, in my mind, is Jason Zucker. He's under control, consistent veteran scoring winger, would be the perfect fit with Connor and Cassian. What would it take to get him? Uh, Garen said he'd be willing to listen to offers for anybody. I do believe that Minnesota is definitely going to be a team to watch. Um, I think they're going to make some moves. I mean, we even heard that Matthew Dumba might be available out of Minnesota. I'm not the biggest. Never been them. Frankly, Matthew Dumba's exceeded the expectations I had. I guess I underestimated how good he was going to be when I saw him play for the Red Deer Rebels uh, back in the day. Uh, Zucker, well, I mean, they'd, they'd want a first round for him. And again, I would be prepared to part. If, if I were Ken Holland, I'd give up Pugliarvi in a second to get a really good piece. Zucker with term, I mean, yeah, that'd be a good piece. Got to figure out, though. They also got to get Cassian side. 
And the longer the term, the more the number comes down. Just remember that. So, you know, I don't see a three-year deal getting done. In a perfect world, maybe a four-year deal with a lower term. Maybe if maybe even a five-year deal. Who's to say? Again, you can text us at uh, 780-496-0063. Brian says, Bob, I hope we're not putting stock in that win over Arizona. Their goaltending was awful. Do you still think they're a deeper team than us? Uh, I think right now Arizona's deeper than Edmonton up front, and they've got more experience on the back end. Antti Ranta was terrible in that game. Uh, but the guy that's been really good for them, Darcy Camper, he's hurt. So that was a – I wonder if they – have they lost a little bit of their identity? By the way, Brendan, Oliver Ekman, Larson, Taylor Hall, each minus five of them. That was, that was bizarro. Bob, why do we Western folk have to wait until 8 p.m. to watch our teams? Why can't the Eastern teams start their games one hour earlier so our games could be at 7? Or is it because the Leafs have to be in prime time? Well, the Leafs have to be in prime time. This text comes from Saskatchewan, great province. Uh, Their games start at 7, and in a perfect world, Oilers games start at 7. But uh, you're right, when it's a national broadcast, they often start at at 8. And it tells us a lot about the nature of the relationship and the power of that Toronto market uh, in the National Hockey League. The only real trade chip that they should be dealing with is Paul Yarvey and possibly whatever defenseman they identify as a trade uh, trip, uh, trade chip, whether that is Samarukov or one of the Swedes in Europe, not Broberg. Uh, they can move. Uh, they can't move picks from their farm system up front and losing their third in the Neal deal as well. And that's a valid point because 10-goal uh, separation between James Neal and Milan Lucic and uh, the Oilers will be giving up a third-round pick. Yeah, it's going to be int- really interesting. I think realistically we all know Paul Yarvey's not coming back here. He uh, is up. To, I think he's sixth in the league in scoring right now in SM League. He's on a very good team. Carpats got the best record right now in that uh, finished league. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com as well. All right, when we come back, we'll switch focus. We're going to talk a bit about the Edmonton Oil Kings of Jake Neighbors when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Yeah, so for the texters that are asking, I'm saying four or five-year deal for Cassian is what I envision happening, and that's partially to get the number down on the price point per year. 
Before uh, we get to the state orders history for New West Travel, we'll do that at about 153. Let's get to a conversation with a guy who's uh, a consensus uh, 20 through, say, 40 pick for the upcoming NHL entry draft from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Here's Jake Neighbors. All right, Jake, uh, Edmonton Oil Kings in first place right now. How would you assess your team's season overall? Yeah, I think uh, so far it's been a pretty good season for us. Obviously, uh, sitting atop the league is uh, a good honor, and um, we've done a good job of, uh, of learning how to win games and progressing as the season's gone on. So, uh, Right now you're on a pretty good line with, uh, I believe, Riley Sawchuk and uh, Dylan Gunther, and obviously Gunther's a pretty special player. He went number one. You went number four in the Batham draft. Um, have you noticed an uptick in your own personal play since you've been, uh, you know, put together with those other two guys? Yeah, I think, uh, the three of us work pretty well together. Obviously I think, uh, you know, Dylan does a good job of, of scoring goals and, and being more of that, you know, pickpocket type guy. And, uh, he's super good with a stick and obviously Riley's a really good shooter. And, um, you know, I kind of bring that aspect of physicality and edge. So, I think we all bring something a little different to our line, and uh, we've kind of worked off of each other and made each other better for us. We're joined by 2020 draft eligible Jake Neighbors of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Bob Stoffer, with you and Oilers now. Jake, how much pressure are you feeling this being your uh, draft year? Yeah, obviously, there's uh, you know a little bit of added pressure with it being your draft year. Um, you know, I've had a lot of help from my uh, from my coaching staff and uh, other staff members as well, as well as my teammates. Uh, you know, kind of reminding me to just be myself, play my game, and not think about the draft too much. But um, you know, obviously, it's a big season for me. Um, you know, a lot of my future is based off this year, so um, uh, there definitely is that added pressure. But I feel like I'm uh, dealing with it pretty well. Who do you pattern your game after? Yeah. I've, get this question quite a bit and um you know obviously there's a lot of, of players i kind of look at but you know maybe it's like uh anders lee or matthew kachuk just kind of the way they play the game and um you know they use their size and, and their physicality to their advantage but at the same time you know they're leaders for their team and um you know they're point producers as well um you know being one of the top point getters for their team every single year so um i think two guys like that are, is a good two people I can resemble my game after. Yeah, uh, you mentioned that name, Matthew Kachuk, maybe not the most popular name in Edmonton circles, but obviously a heck of a player. He went six overall in his draft year. Do you have that antagonistic approach on the ice, or are you more of a baggage smasher, more of a hitter than necessarily a guy that's, uh, you know, an agitator? Yeah, I think for sure. I think more of my game is kind of that physicality and um, being more of that physical presence, I think, is more what I bring. But um, with that comes usually, you know, a guy that's going to get rattled at you or something like that. So, um, you know, the antagonist part of it comes with it, I think, and, um, you know, maybe comes out in every uh, every once in a while. But I think originally it starts with the physicality, and, um, you know, if the chirping or getting another thing comes with it, then, you know, I'm ready to, to do that as well. So We're joined by the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, Jake Neighbors. Jake, uh, you threw a big hit. I, I I was on the road with the Oilers at the time, but I think it was against Everett. Um, and then you had to eat a couple uh, with a six foot six guy. That just happens once in a while, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that just comes with the job. Maybe um, you know, caught a guy open ice and uh, fell over myself, and kind of just stood up to a guy, you know, with basically his gloves off, ready to go. And um, you know, I'm not one to back down. And you know, obviously he's a pretty big boy and. 
uh, you know, I did my best to try and hang in there. But, you know, if you got to eat a couple punches for your team every once in a while, then that's what you got to do. Are you surprised? I mean, you were draft. What were you, fourth overall in your draft year? Yeah, I was fourth, yeah. And that was in, what, 2017? Yes. Are you surprised how quickly it turned around here? I mean, the Oil Kings had a couple of real tough years. The team finished dead last. They got Dylan number one in 2018. Uh, but you guys went three rounds last year. You're leading the league this year overall in points. I know you've played a couple extra games. But are you surprised how quickly things have turned around under Kurt Hill and Brad Lauer? Yeah, I think, I think obviously, I think the goal was to, to start to trend upwards. And um, I think we had an idea that we were going to do that, but for us to do what we did last year, I think a lot of guys didn't really expect it just with the way things went and how successful we were. But, uh, you know, not enough credit is given to, you know, Brad and Kurt and what they've done around here and just kind of changing, you know, the mindset of all of us and, and you know, even of some of the guys that went through those tough years. And I think it was just, you know, that change of scenery and, um, you know, that new new beginning for the, the guys that went through those losing years just uh, brought a sense of urgency and, um, you know, we just started trending upwards. And, you know, once we kind of figured out how to win and what made us successful, we, you know, we just rolled with it. And I think that's something we've continued through uh, with this year. And it's just kind of that swagger we play with now that, you know, we know we're good and we're capable of doing great things. So, Jake, I'm in year 12 with the Oilers. Um, the eight years before that, I was on the WHL scholarship committee as an SID at the University of Alberta, and you were recognized uh, this past week, uh, you know, in terms of uh, the education side of things. And this is something I think that's a little bit underestimated out there in the general hockey community uh, in terms of the focus and the opportunity that the league provides kids to play at the highest level, to get in a lot of games, but also to support their players uh, in their future academic uh, pursuits, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. I think, um, you know, for sure, like when you're a kid and you're kind of weighing out your options and going NCAA or or if you're going to the WHL, um, a lot of people just say, oh, I want to go college just in case my education doesn't work out or my hockey doesn't work out, so I have education as a a backup. But I think the WHL does just as good of a job as that. um, You know, obviously being recognized is, is pretty cool, but you know, the, the teachers at Salisbury make it super easy on me. And, and you know, our educational advisor, uh, Sharon Sarita, she does everything in her power to, you know, help her kids to the best of her abilities. And, um, you know, like you said, the WHL does a great job with the scholarship program and making sure that your schooling is, uh, you know, just, just as important as your hockey. And the caliber of player. I mean, the other night, uh, James Hamlin was in town for Medicine Hat. He's one of the top three scorers in the league right now. He is likely headed to the U of A next year. I mean, there's your illustration of, you know, if you, if you can't get that uh, NHL deal, and if you end up on an AHL, ECHL deal, I mean, you're likely, I mean, let's let's face the facts here. You're going to go somewhere between 20 to 45 in the NHL draft. You're going to get an NHL contract, but there are really good players in your league that don't get that contract, and they gotta they got to take that academic route if they don't get an NHL deal coming out of junior, don't they? Yeah, for sure. I think that's, you know, that's something you weigh as a kid, and um, you always have, a, have to have something to fall back on, like I kind of said before there, so... Um, you know, for guys that enjoy the life of junior hockey and, you know, want to play it out and, um, you know, enjoy their junior years, uh, you know, they get that scholarship with it. And, and you know, so uh, once they're done, they have that uh, education to fall back on and kind of start their real lives. So. 
We're joined by Jake Neighbors of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Jake, uh, here's the deal. You guys are in first spot. Uh, you want to sew up, obviously, top spot for the Central Division. What sort of key things do you guys need to do to continue to have success here down the stretch? And how much did the organization help the club by going out and getting Beck Warm to support uh, Sebastian Cosa, who's had a great uh, rookie season in the Western Hockey League? Yeah, I think uh, obviously for us to continue to have success, um, we need to play with pace and, and just continue to play our game. And I think we're a team that, you know, plays with depth and uh, scores by committee. So, you know, once we got, you know, three lines going, then uh, that's important for us uh, and a key to our success. And obviously to be a good team, you need goaltending. And I think we really solidified that with, you know, going out there and getting back. He's a veteran goalie in this league. And, um, you know, he's obviously showcased what he can do and, uh, he's, you know, obviously going to play a role as a mentor too to to Kosa there, who, uh, you know, obviously like you said, having a great rookie season and um, will continue to. And uh, but just for future years, kind of having that mentor and, and learning from Beck and the way he handles himself is. All right, there you go. That is uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings, Jake Neighbors. He's going to go this year, late first, early second round. Dylan Gunther will go in the first round of the 2021 draft. And Sebastian Kosa will probably go in the second or third round. He's a goaltender, six foot six goalie. Uh, so next season, they'll have Robertson on defense. He'll be back for another year. They'll have uh, Jake Neighbors. They'll have Gunther and Kosa. The, the, put it this way, the Edmonton Oil Kings are going to have a top 10 team in major junior hockey uh, for four consecutive years. Last year, this season, and the next two years. That's how deep their squad is right now. I looked at it the other day. I think they're expecting 10 of their top 12 forwards back, uh, three of their top five defense, and they're going to be able to move a couple uh, D-men to sort of balance out the D a bit. Uh, their number one goalie. It's an exciting time, obviously, for that junior squad. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you, and again, they're on the road. Where are they this week? They start off in Swift. How many games they got out in Saskatchewan and Manitoba? Do you know off the top of your head? Another three. Another, Another three. three-game swing. Oil, oil, that's the Edmonton Oil Kings. Bakersfield Condors in action today. They are in Ontario. That's a 3 o'clock uh, Pacific uh, puck drop in that game. It's for our time. Two, this day in Oilers history. Four, New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. You can reach out to New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. What do you have, Mr. Brendan Escott? Back in 1982, the Oilers set a team record for the fastest four goals in team history. In a span of one minute and 41 seconds, Tom Ralston, Dave Lumley, Wayne Gretzky, Glenn Anderson all scoring as the Oilers beat the St. Louis Blues 8-6. to six. There you go. Again, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Still a couple spots left for a trip to Chicago. It takes place in March. You can join Oilers now. Uh, we're going to have a couple of events there, including visits to... Uh, well, Wrigley, it's not bad, hey? Soldier Field, that sort of thing. And then the experience in Chicago. I've never done a Chicago roadie. I know some of you have been to Chicago on personal travels before. Spectacular in-game experience. It's different than Vegas. You're not in the sun, drinking all day, getting baked before the game. Uh, but it's real, and it's raw. Chicago is an awesome city. No question about it. Hey, Brendan, do you know what I watched last night? A football game, I hope. Well, I watched both football games yesterday. I was surprised, uh, not that KC won, but how effectively they shut down Derrick Henry. Uh, A little bit surprised that Green Bay uh, couldn't stop San Francisco's running game, given the fact, and you know what? San Francisco didn't have to throw the ball. Who do you got now? I mean, uh, 
Is there any way you can bet against the Chiefs at this stage? I don't think so, and I think that Mahomes is going to do enough to neutralize that killer pass rush that San Diego or San Francisco has. Excuse me. So I, I do have the Chiefs. There was only one team that could have beaten the Chiefs, in my opinion, and they got beaten by Tennessee. That was the Ravens. And New England rolling over against Miami at home and having to play in the opening round of the playoffs screwed everything up. I got the Chiefs. I don't even think it's going to be close. I think the Chiefs are going to blow the 49ers out, as good as that defense is in San Francisco. But what do you know? I had Green Bay. Shows you what I know. All right. Uh, Yes, to all of you that text the show to say, Bob, uh, Martin Luther King was killed in the evening, not in the morning, and that's the anachronism in the uh, song Pride in the Name of Love by U2, 100%. There were several. We ended up getting all the texts circling back between 12, about 12.04, and uh, 12-20 on that front. Bob, before the Oilers do anything, this is what they need to do. They need to call up Tyler Benson. They need to run James Neal with McDavid and Cassian. They need to go RNH with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. They need to give Benson a shot with Shan and Archibald and play Nygaard with Haas and Chason. See how that looks after five games and then determine the needs. Brandon from Windsor, which is the hometown of Zach Cassian, says, do you think a five-year, $3 million deal gets it done for Cassian? Love the show. Oh, I think that would be in the range of what would get it done. I'd have to think that that would be close. It would make sense if you know how to deploy the CBA as well moving forward. I mean, it would be a good deal for Zach, and it would keep the price point down on a year-by-year basis and with some options long-term. Tomorrow... Uh, for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the Alberta horse racing industry, Mark Spector, will join us. And then a whole lot of Oiler prospect talk. Oiler's director of player personnel is uh, back from Europe, Scott Housen. Bakersfield Condor head coach, Jay Woodcroft. So Scott will talk about the guys not playing in Bakersfield, and Jay will talk about the guys in Bakersfield. Off to a global uh, news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chit Afternoon News uh, Afternoons with uh, Jalen Nye. Special uh, guest host Dave Campbell tonight on Inside Sports, and one of his guests will be yours truly. Any idea what else he's got going right now? Yeah, you'll hear from Eskimos long snapper Ryan King and offensive lineman David Beard. They'll talk about a number of subjects, like a new coaching staff, for example, the NFL playoffs and a recent team uh, team trip up to uh, the Arctic. And Carter O'Donnell, by the way, playing in the Shrine Bowl. Uh, we'll see. Now, if he says he's going to play in the CFL, he might be the number one overall pick in this year's draft coming up. So long, everybody. Back at her tomorrow. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.